Good morning and welcome to the Coffee Break Podcast. Uh, another exciting episode here. We're having a little technical difficulty. Our camera doesn't want to start, but uh, hey, we're here this morning and we're going to have fun. Uh, the Coffee Break Podcast, the whole purpose of it is to share business ideas, practices, and strategies while we enjoy our morning cup of coffee. And today our guest uh, is going to be Kirk Graves from uh, Vistage and an all-around great guy, CrossFit expert, <laughs> Not really. all of those things. <laughs> We're going to be talking about a lot of fun stuff this morning right after this. We got so much to say. We got a podcast to make. We're sipping on lattes and it's time for a coffee break. It's time for a coffee break. Welcome back. We uh, I think we have everything settled and we're back on track. Kurt, thanks for being here with us thanks this morning. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having um, me. I, uh, I, we'll go in in just a minute and talk kind of how we yeah. initially first met, but um, as part of our um, as part of our podcast, we have an episode or a segment called uh, Rapid Fire. Okay, so here we go. Five now, randomly selected questions. I give the, you those questions? or <laughs> no, 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 that's not <laughs> oh, how this works. <laughs> okay. Five rapid-fire questions. All right. Randomly selected. Um, yeah. First thing that comes to your mind, just to kind of get to know you a little better. Right. How about that? Let's do it. Cool. All right, so question number one. What is something about you that people uh, would be surprised to know? I procrastinate. And I, I'll, actually, I'll go through one. I can be deceptive. I'm mm-hmm. a bit of a deceptive person at times. When I'm low-functioning, I can be deceptive. Interesting. Yeah. That's very yeah. self-aware. Yeah. Well, I've lived with myself a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Could be deceptive. All right. Number two, what invention do you think will be popular in five oh years? Oh, my gosh. Uh, the, uh, the original question on this is 20 years, but I'd say... No, five years, yeah. Five years um, is better. A, uh, I think it's still going to be some form of chocolate chip cookie or tube socks. <laughs> A new kind of tube sock. I, I, yeah. I re, to totally reinvent yeah. the space. Completely random, but I'm betting on tube socks. I, that's, yeah. that's probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Number three, if you had to use a fake name, oh. what name would it be? Oh, my gosh. That's a great question. A fake name? I think I've already got it. Kurt-O-Matic. Yeah. Kind of Kurt and automatic. Kurtomatic. Kurtomatic. Yep, Kurtomatic. Nobody will ever know it's you. They'll know it's me, but I'm okay with that. <laughs> they experience it. <laughs> All right, number four. If you could be one superhero, oh, which one and why? Uh, Dark Knight. Okay, that's easy. Dark Knight. Um, Dark Knight because he's not. He's clearly has mixed motivations. Uh, he can climb, you know, the sides of buildings. That's always good. Uh, a little misguided, always going for justice instead of mercy, but an all-around uh, powerful superhero. There you go. Yep. All right, last one. What dance move are you secretly awesome at? There are none. <laughs> there are not a single one, and uh, my wife can attest yeah. to that, yeah. Well, I was going to ask you to demo it no, if you had one. But. No, uh, no, I don't have – I think uh, – I don't think I have a single dance move. Now, I will dance – I think in the right setting at a wedding late at night – I'm probably prone to having a dance-off with my wife and a guy named Anthony. All right. Uh, who's a longtime friend. And there may be some kind of running and jumping and sliding across tables if they're available. But okay. I wouldn't necessarily consider that's not necessarily that a, dan- a dance, a dance move, move. Yeah. No. yeah. I could see it's that. It's more of a spectacle. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> just something that's, I do to light up the party. Totally true. <laughs> that's a, okay. Well, hold on a second. Let's break this story down. Yeah. So this was a this was a thing. Yeah, so I think it's been a couple times. The last uh, time was around. So the, always invite you to a wedding at night, and, and make sure you invite Anthony and Jen. Okay, um, and the four of us will make it happen for you. Gotcha. Yeah, they will horrify your guests, or they'll join in the fun for sure. <laughs> horrify the guests yeah. to delight the party. Yeah. Well, cool. Thank you for participating. Thank you. In our rapid fire, yeah. to kind of get to know you a little better. So I wanted to jump in from a conversation standpoint to explain how we're sitting at this, uh, sitting at the at the chairs together today. Yeah. Um, I was thinking back on the time and and the dates. Oftentimes, I get the oh. years mixed up, but I, it had to been 2012, 2013. Somewhere in there, six six years ago, anyway. All right, and so I got a call, random call from a guy. Yeah. Hey, this is Kurt. I (laughs) ran across your information on LinkedIn. People say cold calls don't work. (laughs) Wanted to check just to see if I could come and sit and chat with you. Yeah, sometime. And I remember my response to them, and it, it's very telling of, of kind of um, where I was at from mm-hmm. from, a, from a personal perspective. But I think my response was something along the lines of, I'd love to meet with you. I'm a busy guy. Yeah, I'm here at the office every morning uh, between 6.45 and 7. If you want to come meet at 7 o'clock, I just have to be done by 7.45 because that's when my day's getting started. Yeah. And you said, I'll be there. Yeah. And uh, you showed up, whatever it was, 7 o'clock in the morning, we sat and chatted for 30 minutes or yeah. something like that. And it was one of those things, walking out of that conversation, realizing that you were a very authentic and a very challenging individual. Thank and it you. was And it was <laughs> one that it was like, I don't know how, you know, we, we talk about this a lot, how, how and why people come into you know your your life for different reasons Mm -hmm. and it was a very very random happenstance we Mm -hmm. didn't have any mutual connections that Mm -hmm. i'm aware of Mm -mm. um and then all of a sudden it was like who is this guy and and what is he about yeah so i guess let's jump into that yeah why in the world would you just randomly call somebody on (laughs) well you uh you had your 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 phone number was available to me apparently and and your and your email and i could find your company no, so I, I work um, like all Vistage uh, coaches and Vistage chairs do with, with business owners, and so we're constantly reaching out to folks, trying to find folks that maybe would be fits for the, these peer groups that we have. Sure. But, um, but the reason why the conversation is the way it is at the start is I would imagine here at LockDoc when you send your guys out with their vans to go to work on a job site or at a building, they, they show up immediately as locked as locked doctors, right? I mean, they're the specialists. They they know, and so from the very first of our conversations, I want to show up as a coach, right? I don't want to be anything but that because that's that's where I do add value. And so immediately, I want the conversation to be oriented around you, and I want it to be a combination of uh, of of care. And confrontation, yeah, because that's what coaches do. Yeah, well, and, and that's very, very accurate because um, I, I was talking to my wife this weekend. And I was like, Kurt has always stood out to me uh, because he's this guy that he can he can challenge you on the hardest things <laughs> in the nicest way, where you're like, man, that makes me mad, but it's so true, you know. Yeah. And and you can handle it rather than just get mad and walk away from it. I guess it, yeah, this has been my experience. Yeah. Um. So with that. Um, we there's some of these things, and I think I told you this when we were talking the other day. But uh, 
the exposure to what you have brought LockDoc and Chris and myself to um, with Vistage and with some of the things that you may or may not have even been aware of, yeah. but you had invited us to one of the conferences and we ended up hearing a guy named David Marquet yes. speak and He's then awesome. we got a, a free copy of the book, Turn, Turn the, the Ship, Ship Around, around. <laughs> that sat on the shelf for about a year and a half or something like that um, until I was just, uh, we were both, I guess, at a point of frustration and, and started reading it. And it really kind of set the trajectory and transformation of, of this organization. Yeah. Um, that and the other thing that I was thinking about this morning is a, a couple of meetings that you and I and Chris had together. Mm-hmm. You uncovered some of the challenges of partnership and the challenges yeah. of kind of uh, communication, yeah. which also handle uh, unlocked uh, he, he and I doing some personality assessments that opened up awesome. a better way to communicate. Yep. Um, so you have had, so in a very direct <laughs> um, and indirect way, I guess, you've had a very huge impact on uh, this organization and its growth without even being directly connected or directly well, involved. You. So, well, so try, let's try something. So, yeah. um, so that was six years ago. Yeah. How many trucks did you guys have then? Uh, that was back in 2013, no. so we six-ish? were yeah, we were around six. And I think we were really trying to work and figure out how you could kind of scale that. And because yeah. you had unlocked this idea that, like, really to drive the business, you had to be able to handle that growth. And that truck is a pretty expensive investment, both in terms of finding the right person that you can entrust a pretty expensive asset with, right? yeah. a moving, really asset really expensive and so um yeah so from six to 16 yeah in just that few of years and it's been amazing for me you know i drive up and down the freeway out here and to to see the you know the sign change and the number of vehicles and what you guys have done has been fantastic that's a testament to your you know your your desire for growth and and you can't walk in here without feeling the culture and that this is a great place to work i mean you can I walk into a lot of places, and I can feel it in the room. And to come in this morning and see that you've only gotten better and gotten better with people is pretty cool. Well, I, it's interesting, and I appreciate the compliment yeah. on that, by the way. But It's pretty it, cool. It, it, it is very <laughs> Always <exciting. improving. laughs> It is very exciting. Part of that was a self-awareness mm. of where we were failing at a leadership level. Yeah. And that was something that we gained perspective on. I don't know that in that in those specific terms of our conversations that it really unlocked it, but it started right. something. Yeah, you, 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 we can't, so what coaches work on, or they should be working on is not providing solutions, that's for, that's for you guys to do, but what coaches really do, should be doing well is, is helping people to become aware of their opinions, beliefs, and assumptions. Um, and when people become when those things are become shown to somebody either through a conversation or through uh, a, 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 some some kind of I don't know crucible, then then something can really the person can begin to work on it. But but people, what's hidden, what's buried, we can't act on it. And so what coaches are doing is trying to create conversations that bring that up in people so they become aware and give words to it themselves. So my one of my initial questions for you was, what do you see a coach as? Or what, what is a, yeah. a coach to you from a, 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 at an executive level? Because yeah. I think you just kind of described that a little bit. They don't give you the answers. Mm-mm. But where, where does that, how does that look for you on a day-to-day basis? So, yeah, so thank you. I, so 
I would say that most business owners and CEOs are lonely, and they're alone, both, and they feel that, and because they're in the midst of that aloneness and loneliness, they they can't get, people aren't asking them questions. So it, it, here at LockDoc, at, at the end of, I don't know, the 15th and then the month, however it is you pay, you know, people get a transfer into their payroll account, and that comes from you. So at if, I, if I'm wanting to keep getting that stream of cash into my account, I might not be really quick to tell you exactly how you're coming off. Mm-hmm. So um, employees won't do it. Um, so you're alone, you're lonely, and it's with you all the time. You have capital, you feel a lot of pressure around being respo- you know, have a responsibility to families. And so I think what a coach can come in and do is being aware of that and help to see where that aloneness and loneliness is showing up. And getting the getting the 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 client to express their gut, their emotions, their thinking, all those three things together, um, and helping that person to synthesize it into what's really going on. Yeah. So it would be less. So it's not that. And then, in addition to that, within our mod, within this Vistage model, our peer group model, we we put those folks together in small groups. So they they get the benefit of having the um, the the sight the sightedness that comes from having twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen sixteen seventeen other like minded ambitious folks but with very diverse experiences and maybe with different priorities and they can also add to that conversation for alone CEOs and then we have some expert content some content expert speakers as well that we line so all those things together let people over a long period of time work on their opportunities, their challenges, and frankly, their character defects. Yeah. So a couple of things that uh, we were exposed to as, mm-hmm. as kind of part of just, I guess, some of the sampling of Vistage, yeah. uh, I, I guess, as, as a... Uh, um, a uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, d- full disclosure: We are not a Vistage member. You are not. No. Um, but you have been very kind in opening up yeah. some of those meetings to us, and we have we visited and mm-hmm. kind of seen the process. And and again, all of this was this was five six years ago. Yeah. Being exposed to that, there was a level of I guess accountability. There's a yeah. level of structure and <laughs> to to help people obtain something that. That they want, but they don't really know how to they get how there to get, yeah. from from where they sit because you're, right. you're just constantly being hit and with brick walls or running into brick walls right. and being diverted and all of those other things that you can you can sit in a room for a couple of hours a month, I guess is, uh, is it monthly or weekly? Actually, uh, members probably are with their groups or with me 130 hours a year. Okay, where they're working on the business but not really in that. And in it, it just it's it's holding helping to hold those those people on all. Hey, this is this is something that I want to accomplish. Yeah. Okay. How are you going to do that? Yeah. And that's that's probably one of the hardest things is as I sat through some of those meetings, it was <laughs> like, man, I don't really know if I want to do this because this guy's going to like. It's not just I can dream. It's <laughs> well, okay, well, that's nice. What are you going to do about it? Right. Well, coaches, right? I think I don't know if I can get this right, but didn't Tom Landry say something like, "What coaches do is say things to people to tell them things they don't want to be." they don't want to hear and get them to do things they don't want to do so that they can become the people they want to be. Yeah. And I think hmm. that that's so a Vistage room or any, and I think there's other peer advisory groups. And I think what we're all trying to do is create 
those experiences where people, I like the fact you said held. We can be holding people. We're not solving their problems for them, but we're holding them while we, so it has sort of a caring aspect to it, but at the same time while we challenge yeah. or confront. I think in Vistage, we use the word carefrontational. We kind of put them together. It's a little cheesy, but actually it's a pretty good yeah. description. I, I could see that. So w- walking back, because we, we jumped to, to yeah. the current, what brought you into oh, kind of this concept of, so of Vistage and why why did you say, hey, this is what I yeah. kind of want, want to do? So I think that's, yeah, thanks for that question. I I've already I've always had a passion for uh, mentoring and pastoring, actually, frankly. So I think that in some ways, uh, I'm 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 that person that your information is safe with me, um, and that I'm going to be there for you when you're in a tough spot. So that's, but I but I have a real desire to see people bloom and flourish, and uh, so when I was a an executive in a couple roles, and finally as a CEO, it wasn't enough for the company to succeed for me. I, I really had this drive to see my people also thrive. And and the reason why that's so important to me is kind of part of my own history. My dad was a small business guy, owned his own business. And, you know, behind those business owners are fan, are that those people that work for them are fan, they're the people that work for them have families, you know, and there's kids. And so I just, think that what we do in business, it might look like dollars and cents, but there's really families behind all that. And so if I can move the needle on work, that can move the needle in families. And and I think you and I talked earlier, a little bit earlier, that's earlier. Work is not entirely transactional. The kinds of people we are at work are the kinds of people we are at home too. And there's no greater compliment than when somebody's significant other or spouse comes up to you at a Christmas party and says, thank you for having that honest conversation with my significant other. It's made everything better at home. Hmm. And when you hear that, I think that, that was a few times, when that happened the first few times, for me, it was, it was like heroin. It was like I couldn't go back. Not that I've used heroin, <laughs> but I imagine that's what it'd be like. But it was just <laughs> wonderful, and I said I want more of that. And I and I, I am a person of, of Christian faith, and I believe that that's what we're here for, which is to liberate people. Um, and that felt like liberating people. So yeah. that's my drive. Well, because you're having the ability to impact. You know, if it's within your organization, yes. you're having the ability to impact people and and challenge them to be better humans. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's not necessarily about, hey, we want to get more production out of you. We're we're trying to get you to to build more. We're trying to get you to it's it, if that's the focus, it's going to be short lived. Right. Um is it, from what my experience has been. Mm-hmm. Uh versus right. hey, we want what can we do to create an environment where we can be better people, better yes. humans. Yeah. And then from that the other stuff will, will come. It'll come out of yeah. it. Right. Like, we, it'll be a natural progression. Yeah, we invite CEOs and business owners to join our groups and human beings show up. Mm. And um, so there's a model, it's not mine, I think it's from Giant Worldwide, and they would say, you know, if you th- everything's an X, Y axis. If you think the Y axis is like support, and support is high on the top and low on the bottom, and if you had challenge is high and low, you think there's one quartile where support and challenge are both low. And when we have companies or leadership like that, and, and we're all leaders like that sometimes, then we are creating cultures or companies of ambivalence. That's not going to get good results in life or at work. And when we think about places that are super high in support, 
but that are low in challenge, then what we end up are cultures that might be able to hang something on the wall that says they're best places to work. Hmm. But at the end of the day, I, I guarantee you people are entitled in that organization, and they're not really getting the results in their life or business that they can. Some companies have high challenge and, and, and low support, and those create cultures of dominance. They will likely get great results at work, but they will blow people up, and they'll create kind of a soul-killing workplace. And that totally misses the point to me. But workplaces that can have create cultures where there's super high support and super high challenge, they can really liberate people and, and profitability both. And so um, the best example of that I have is uh, Martin Luther King in front of the reflecting pool, and he's saying uh, America is the kind of country that's written a bad check um, as, to, to, to the American Negro, his phrase in that time. And uh, when he said that, everybody knew it was a challenge. He was saying America is the kind of place that writes bad checks to people and ought to be thrown in jail, really, right? Because people got thrown in jail for that back then. But then two paragraphs later, he comes back with, um, but I have a dream. It's the first time he refrain, refrain hits. But I have a dream that one day my children won't be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their hearts. So super high support, right? What's possible? And so when we, if we can have conversations that are full of support and full of challenge in work, we can liberate not just profits, but people. Yeah. And that's... That's what I'm passionate about. That it's, right there. It's crazy. <laughs> so I, we were talking about this before, um, but I, I just started on the book Radical Candor. It's fantastic. And you, when you mentioned the <laughs> X Y axis, that is like I, I, what's on hers? Candor and <laughs> well, but it's it, she mentions yeah. the X Y axis factor in like the first four chapters in yeah. various ways, and I was I was laughing about it and while you just said it it made me even think about it even more i'm like i just need to get a a a dry erase board in my in my office that has the xy (laughs) axis on it permanently and then just do accountability let's walk out and do it right now it'll be done just always have it available so you can erase whatever it is and reset it and be like okay because it is it's interesting when you start having a conversation with somebody about anything it relates Right, so you can say, well, how are we in in this quadrant versus this quadrant? Like, show me on this as a visual where it lies, yeah. um, and it just it gives you this mental picture of like where it actually sits. But anyway, I, did, I thought it was funny how you just you reference that, and and people could draw a picture and they can understand. Well, that I can understand exactly what you mean. Yeah, and if you're not, if so, let's just you know, business owners are going to be listening to this. Managers, everybody's got some fierce conversation some set of fierce conversations that they're not going to have, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, what's the truth we're not going to talk about here? That's a great question. But if you knew you had to have a fierce conversation, something full of radical candor, right? And you went in the conversation with that axis in mind, and you don't really know how to do it, you you can get that done by simply looking at the front of the person in front of you and saying, what's the most supporting thing I can tell you that you need to hear right now? Let them tell you and repeat it and listen Yeah. and repeat it and then expand on it and then follow with the next question, which is, what's the most challenging thing I need to say to you right now? And I guarantee you, if you love people that much, but my opinion is when you get, when you get care and confrontation put together, it's liberating because it's really, it's really what love is. Mm-hmm. And love is the most powerful thing in the universe. 
shame shame runs a close second but yeah. uh but uh if you're loving people well you can have a conversation like that and they will start talking and they will tell you exactly what you need to what conversation you need to have with them as a leader. So uh, just to kind of put you on the spot here, you, you have a lot of conversations. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's your day-to-day is conversations with business owners and leaders. 50 or so a month. <laughs> well, what is the biggest mm. um, the biggest thing that is holding people back mm. from having those types of conversations or those types of interactions with their team mm. that, you, that you find? Yeah. The best question in a group in these times is, what are you afraid of? And then ask the question and don't rescue. Mm. Um, and somebody may say, well, I'm too busy to have it or they won't change. And then that's just an invitation to grab them and jump down a never-ending hole yeah. and see what comes out at the, see where you hit at the bottom, which is like, well, you say you're busy, but I get the feeling you're afraid of something. So yeah. if you had to name a fear, what would it be? And you can't know. People may not even know themselves. They want someone to jump down the hole with them and keep them safe while they, while they address whatever's really afraid. So, and and, and to kind of lead into that busyness, because that's a, that's an easy thing for, for somebody. All of us. Yeah, we can we can jump on that pretty easy. How, what part of the busyness is a we've put ourselves in our own kind of our own corner? Yeah, like that we can't get out of. That causes us. It's like this. It's a weird cycle that you yeah. can never break through. Well, so or not never, but it's it's difficult to break through. Yeah. Do you have not present company <laughs> included over here in my chair? But you know, I'm the sort of guy that could have something that's really uh, my my one of my three thing three things every day. I sit down and say, what are the three things that I really want to do well today? Yeah. And then I have all my other to dos. And isn't it isn't it funny that I can get sometimes two weeks downstream and one thing has been on at the top every day mm-hmm. and it's usually something that's uncomfortable for me to take care of yeah or something it's created it might not just be just discom- uncomfortable relationally i find i get stuck when i don't know how to start mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. um so it just stays at the top of my list but i i feel anxiety when i see it and i start feeling guilty and then i have a burst of creativity at the end, and then that my addiction becomes to that my my habituating behavior becomes to wait until there's too much there's lots of pressure and responding with and out of that because people say you're so creative i could have been creative two yeah, weeks ago if you created the space yeah. for it but i think lots hmm. of people i think we i think there's lots of different kinds of people and lots of different kinds of people avoid things out of fear and you have to talk with people to find out what their reasons are you yeah. can't you can't it's it's a dangerous thing to to th- to fill in the blanks for them, sure, with your own experience. But would you would you say that because of that, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you you can categorize it as fear or whatever you want to categorize it? There's something like that in in everybody, yes, leader or not. But there's something like that in everybody that's holding you back from progressing yes. in some type of an area, at least one. So, <laughs> how, what is what is what is the exercise that you're going through to help people kind of unlock that so that you can be mindful? Because it's one of those things where I mean, I could tell you probably three things right now mm-hmm. that I need to do, but other things have taken priority or I've given other priority yeah. to those things and so those have like you said just kind of drug on it creates anxiety it creates frustration and at some point in time it's going to explode <laughs> you know yeah. and then and then you have to draw and you'll solve to it however you've solved it consistently 
from the time you were seven years old. Yes, which is which is procrastination, <laughs> right? Which or is the key to it. taking control of it, or or super organizing it. You'll ultimately take control of it in a way that is patterned after your your story from the time you know it's seven, sixteen, and twenty-five, right? Yeah. So so there's a gal, Mary Lore. And I, I've never met her, but she has, I've heard this quote a million times, and I think that it applies here. She says, take inventory of your beliefs, opinions, and assumptions. Beliefs? Yeah, beliefs, opinions, assumptions, because they are the seeds of your intent. And so the, hmm. so once we have an issue, how do I blank? We have the opportunity to solve it cognitively, and we should always do that in a thorough way. But the big opportunity is where you're headed, which is how do we ex- how do we get a conversation going where we examine my beliefs about, you know, I- I'm a I'm a step skipper. I mean, that's definitely something in my bag. Um, and I had another coach call me out one time and say, I was telling him I was planning on starting my second group before I had really even finished the first mm. one. And in front of all my peers, he said, um, "How long have you been a step skipper?" And I felt shame, and I said, I, I don't think I am a step skipper. And he said, no, <laughs> you, but you're skipping steps. And I, det- I, uh, I got a little bit tougher about it, and he came in a little bit more tougher and loving. And um, at the end of it, about a day or two later, I woke up, and I remembered a story from as a kid as a Boy Scout in a competition where you were supposed to send a semaphore message across the river, and uh, Billy Bach, who was on our team, had the brilliant idea to write the message on a neckerchief, put it in a rock, and simply throw the rock and with the neckerchief around, around the other side. And we won because we skipped steps. Hmm. And I think that was a powerful m- moment for me to gain so much approval by winning. I love to win. And, and that has impacted my behavior to this day. And so being called out on that, hmm. being seen by somebody, and still being loved. Yeah began the process for me to say, well, I'm afraid people aren't going to like me. I'm like, no, Bill likes me still, even though I'm a step skipper, but he loves me enough to not let me not see it anymore. Yeah. So I think the conversations then are about what is the belief? You know, where did, where was the event? Are there some events that led you to this belief or this opinion or assumption? And if we can examine those, then there's a way to say, I mean, Chad, you're like, you're the most creative person I know. Um, you can be creative enough in this moment that you don't need to procrastinate. Yeah. What's really stopping you? What are you afraid of? Yeah. And so I think that I'll shut up after this. History is gravity. It's a powerful gravity that that even if we've succeeded, it keeps us trapped, and, and we need to not overly rely on our strengths. We need to expand and and work in our weaknesses and that's that's what uh, only other people can help us with that yeah well it's it's part of the always improving mentality yeah, exactly. is that you you have to mm-hmm. fi- identify it, you know you you talk to all these people and then you go all right well these are my sh- my strengths and these are my weaknesses so le- let leave those weaknesses aside <laughs> yeah, yeah. let other people handle that yeah. and i'll just focus over here 
but that still gives you limitations. So in, yeah. if you're not constantly improving, if you're not constantly working on those weaknesses, then you're going to be stuck at some point in time because it's your 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 strength is only in what you've given credence to. It's what you've been working on, right? And so you you have these three or four things that you're really really awesome at, and and all these other things have just kind of died off because you've almost ignored them. Exactly. Yeah. There's a so my picture for that is. You know, we all in life we go around with these sort of. It, when we're younger, there's nothing wrong with this. But in our, when we're younger, we learn how to get loved, right? So I guess I should do it on this side so I don't <laughs> mess up the mic. But we go through life like this, and in my case, I'm a performer. So I'm saying, hey, Chad, I'm a performer. Please, please love my mask. Yeah. And you respond to it. That's my strength. I deliver results. Always have. And you're loving this mask. And back here. There's to go back to that Dark Knight thing. Mm-hmm. Behind every superhero, there's really just a scared little kid. Mm. Every one of them has a story about what happened when they're kids, right? Yeah. And so you start loving this mask, but back here there's a scared little kid, and secretly and privately, I'm getting angrier and angrier because what I really want is to be loved in this fallible self back here. Mm. And eventually, what we what you hope what creates transformation is you get old enough and you can start to take this mask down is we say, can you love me if you see I'm a scared little kid back here? And when we say yes to people about that, and not like just accepting them like, it's okay if you're totally whacked, yeah. I'm your friend, but it's like, you're totally whacked and I love you and I'm gonna stand with you and I'm going to confront you. Then we learn to take this mask down and this self that's behind the mask, who we were always created and intended to be in our creation, can begin to expand. Yeah. And that's gonna make you more powerful as a CEO or a business owner because you will be fierce and you will be unafraid and you will go into all the dangerous spots that you never went before. You'll go right down your weaknesses. So if you know that you're the person that completes sentences, you'll become the kind of CEO or business owner that can say to people that work for them, from the top to the bottom, please call me out every time I complete a sentence. Every time you catch me thinking about what I'm going to say before you finish, Tell me you see it. Call me out. And that is what makes us strong. Yeah. And that's and it's our weakness. We're strong in our weaknesses. It's interesting. From a, a executive coach perspective, it sounds like if I were to sum it up, um, it's helping people to be self-aware yes. so that they can accomplish more. Uh, yes. And the main tool is a conversation, uh, to quote Bruce Coburn, that looks like a chainsaw in a velvet glove. <laughs> That's the best tool, right? Because they've invited you to come in and punch them in the head. So you're like, I'm here to punch you in the head again. And I'm going to hug you at the end. Yeah. And um, and even more importantly, can I put you in a room with 12 other like-minded people or 18 other like-minded people that will do the same? And you'll all be doing it for each other. And yeah. together you'll bond. And you know, it's kind of the epic story. Well, as always, Kurt. Yeah. Great conversation, Thank a you. challenging conversation, <laughs> uh, eye-opening, right? So um, definitely appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to be very mindful of your time, so we'll we'll kind of tie a bow on this mm-hmm. because I think as a whole, um, one of the things that you bring to the table is the ability to communicate and you be very aware of the the real struggles, the real tr- trials and issues that 
business owners and leaders and managers and anybody that's wanting to grow as an individual has. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I've seen you do that um, in, in in not just this realm, but in other mm-hmm. realms, obviously. And um, it, you're you're one of those guys that's an encourager of people yeah, um, and a challenger of people to, to grow better. <laughs> so um, I really appreciate, one, appreciate you be, taking the initiative to reach out to me six years ago and uh and obviously for uh for for coming by today and having this conversation you have been been a huge impact on this organization in just the short amount mm. of exposure that you've had so i uh, really really appreciate that one if people want to find out more about you uh, i'm look at uh, kurt kurt dot graves k-u-r-t dot g-r-a-v-e-s at Vistage, V-I-S-T-A-G-E dot com, or you can always text or call me at 704-724-0420. And if you Google Kurt Graves, you'll well, pop up all over the place. Uh, I, Just I'm, ignore I'm the a, bad stuff. I'm afraid that the, the there's no DUIs, <laughs> but I'm afraid that uh, I, I think the CEO of, Invar- of, uh, of, of a large uh, pharmaceutical will show up ahead of me. So ah. put in Kurt Graves. Vistage, V-I-S-T-A-G, or Executive Coach, and you won't get him. Cool. You'll get me. Much better. Thank you very much, Kurt. (laughs) Thank you. For those of you who are watching or listening for the first time, this is uh, the Coffee Break Podcast, and we do a brand new episode every Tuesday um, at 9 a.m. right here on uh, Facebook, YouTube, our website, lockdoc.net slash live, um, Periscope now, all over the place. So wherever you can search coffee break podcast you're going to find us you're going to find more information about uh the things we're talking about and and our whole concept here is to talk about business ideas strategies and concepts and try to give information that's encouraging and challenging next week on uh, the podcast we're going to bring back a conversation that uh, really have been sitting on since March. We had an opportunity to sit down with a former president of Asa Abloy, Scott Baker, mm. um, and a very insightful conversation about company culture and how it plays uh, into an organization. And so we're going to share that conversation with you next week right here on the podcast. So be sure to check out that next Tuesday morning. But until then, have a great week, and we'll see you next time right here on the Coffee Break Podcast. To learn more about the topics discussed today and to connect with us online to hear all of the episodes available visit lockdoc.net slash podcast we got so much to say we got a podcast to make i'm sipping on lattes and it's time for a coffee break it's time for a coffee break The Coffee Break Podcast is brought to you by LockDoc Security. We'd love to connect with you online on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and LinkedIn. Just search L-O-C-D-O-C-I-N-C.